great to be here tonight. You're pathetic. You're all pathetic. Sorry, that's just how the uh, monkeyers say hello. Say hello. Undecided Podcast. I'm here, your host, Tara Mahoney, and I'm here with my co-host, Kate Reeve. Hi, Kate. Hi. And we're here with a bunch of young folks that we'd like to introduce you to. So we're, uh, we're having a kind of roundtable this week to uh, go over the highlights of the Ontario budget, which is essentially like a platform for the Liberal Party uh, a litmus test, maybe if you will, uh, to see if uh, Ontarians are going to elect them in the election in June. So um, that's, uh, we're not doing a, uh, an in the news this week, because uh, that's the big news this week. Uh, there's probably other things that happen, but I don't care enough about them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to go around the table uh, uh, to my right. Uh, I'm going to start here. So we're going to do name, age, and what the hell you're doing these days. Um, okay. Hey, what's up? My name is Molly Anderson. I am 25. Um, I run a small communications company with a number of clients, one of which is the Motion Picture Association of Canada, one of which is Abacus Data. It's an opinion polling company, and one of which is Canadians for Clean Prosperity, which um, advocates for carbon pricing uh, federally and at the provincial level across Canada. Shout out to CCP. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's super unfortunate that I had to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> On a less impressive note, no. I am uh, Victoria Boutillier. I'm 24, uh, at least for a little while. And, uh, <laughs> I uh, work in advertising um, for a company called John Street, and I work primarily on auto accounts. Cool. Thanks. My name is Matthew. I'm 19, and I'm studying um, economics in my second year. Oh. <laughs> I'm Eleanor, I'm 20, I'm studying biochemistry and environmental science at U of T, second year. Oh, I'm Tanya, um, I'm 26, and I work for a market research company called JD Power. Hello, I'm Jordan Shore, and I'm a 23-year-old actor here in Toronto, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Kate's going to read out um, what the kind of highlights from today's budget were, um, there was a lot in there, so, uh, like, we're, we probably won't get to, like, every single minute detail, but we kind of picked these issues out as being, like, the things that were kind of most relevant, um, and maybe even most needed. Mm-hmm. So the biggest one is obviously that the deficit is back. So last cycle, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, we narrowly so, escaped. No, back in the red. But last cycle, um, Wynne promised that we'd balance the budget, and she did. Um, there was a six hundred million surplus in Ontario until now. So twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen, if they win, they're going to run a six point seven billion dollar deficit. Whoa! Oh. Yeah, which is a lot. It's a big mm-hmm. deficit. Yeah. So then by 2024, if they win again, for some reason, we're going to have over $360 billion in provincial debt, which is the highest in Canada. Wait, say the number again? $360 billion projected. And that... <laughs> 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 oh, God. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm just going to clear some of the plates out from in front of mine and Molly's hands. Um, <laughs> um, oh, we had a very large tub of sangria that's now largely gone, so, you know, uh, that may come into our analysis. It might not. It may get loud. Uh, it might get loud. Uh, Kate, I, I, need to, I, need to under, I need to understand a little bit more, like, what the... the you said over after four years, or what? what it'll be three hundred sixty. Yeah. Okay. So basically, the liberals are saying that they're going to run deficits until twenty twenty four, which means they're counting on getting elected not just in June, but also next election, which seems like a pretty big assumption to me. <laughs> <laughs> and even if they do get elected in twenty twenty four, by that time we'll be over three hundred sixty billion dollars provincially in debt. Okay. Yeah. Unless they do something to. But like, their plan is that they won't if they okay. get reelected. All right. Yeah. We've cool. been in more debt than that. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, n- no. No. <laughs> no. This is the, this is the highest provincial debt in Canada, like in history. I think so. Oh, yeah. All right. So be yeah. And but, like, yeah, do, we, do we know just out of curiosity what how this compares on a global? It's one scale? of the highest for like a province or like a state or whatever yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's like, what I thought. So something I keep saying is like, uh, or I keep thinking is like, uh, this was like a big issue in the uh, the last election or the last federal election, mm-hmm. um, also the last provincial election, but the pr- federal election was was um, sooner or earlier, more recent. More recent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, a lot of people made the very like important point. Uh, of, like, who cares if the government is in deficit if, like, people can't, like, pay their rent? Yeah, the problem with that, and the problem with running such a big deficit over such a long time, is that you need to pay interest on it. So the bigger the deficit, the more interest payments you have to make, which means the more government funding and government income you get from taxes has to go to servicing the debt. Hmm. So the less money Instead they of like spend per, per on social services. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, we have a resident economist <laughs> in the room. Uh, Matt, can you speak to this, uh, this deficit, uh, th- my deficit opinion? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty much just what Kate said. It's like yeah. There's lots of, I mean, on one hand, if you run a, a balanced budget, then... You're gonna like become unpopular politically, probably, because mm-hmm. people want like you know benefits and stuff. And what um, what's your opinion on like trying to stimulate uh, or trying to go into a, a deficit to stimulate the economy to like to stimulate the economy to grow and mm-hmm. then like and then using that money to like. That would be good, yeah. Like in the in, in the, the most debt. recent like federal election, that's what the liberals ran on the yeah. idea of going into deficit because our economy was below, like what you would call full employment, which is when the economy what is what you consider at like the highest level of employment that you would want it to be. Mm-hmm. In our case, I don't really know where we are like with reference to, to full employment. I know in the U.S. like they're pretty much at full employment, so they wouldn't want to be like running huge deficits because except they are. Yeah, which they are. Like, <laughs> like but, tr- but, it's like trillions. Yeah, like yeah. the idea being that you wouldn't want to if you were close to that point. You wouldn't want to like make those significant investments because then your economy like overheat, which is bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, so I don't know where we are and like how far we are from full employment. But hmm. Depending on that. Interesting. That sort of it sounded like the Wynn government uh, made it sound like, and it would be to their uh, in their best interest to make it sound this way that like the economy was doing like pretty well in Ontario. Mm-hmm. But I have no um, I have no fact checks mm-hmm. on that. So. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, okay, that, that's the deficit uh, mm-hmm. issue. Move on. Okay, next, 
is new dental and pharma coverage for those who don't already have coverage from their workplace. Mm -hmm. So 80% of eligible expenses will be covered by Ontario for those without other coverage. Um, for dental, you get 700 bucks a family, which is definitely not enough to even like get your wisdom teeth out, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which Andrea Horvath is really unhappy about, and she's been criticizing Wynn pretty heavily for that. Because uh, without any details yet, she has promised dental care for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, not sure exactly what that means yet, but mm -hmm. could be huge. Could be not huge. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> dental care seems like their big hot button platform and pharma issue. Care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Income. Which is like not very, not very, not the sexiest issue, but. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next. Next is support for seniors. So anyone over the age of 75 will get around 800 bucks a month to offset home maintenance and costs if they live alone. Um, it starts in 2019. It's going to cost around $1 billion for three years. And free prescriptions for everyone over 65. So pretty good, especially considering all the baby boomers are starting to hit those ages. So mm -hmm. could kind of be an attempt to get at that demographic. Mm -hmm. But Okay. Um, next up is free childcare for children over 20, or not 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Huge now. <laughs> yeah. Huge. That was the ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Huge babies <laughs> like us. <laughs> yeah, it's 2.5 in my notes, but it's for kids two and a half years old. You're right. Um, it's basically free preschool. Um, this will take effect in 2020. Liberals say it'll save families around $17,000 a year. Which is really significant. That's huge. I yeah. buy that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, we're uh, heading over to the ex-boyfriend <laughs> corner <laughs> to uh, to hear uh, a, a, go a good anecdote about why uh, child care uh, provided by the government is uh, important in this province. Child care is expensive. Yeah. 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 And Tell the story. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, my ex-boyfriend's brother had a baby, and he was a musician, and his wife was a yoga instructor, so you can imagine their... Oh, God, I hope he's not listening to this. <laughs> you can imagine that their income was not particularly high, their combined income, um, and they got stuck in this really unfortunate catch-22, which was that, like, um, they couldn't afford to send him to a preschool that they thought was, like, necessarily the safest or healthiest environment for him. Um, and work, like, the hours that they could work. Um, mm -hmm. But the other issue was, like, if they wanted to be able to afford to send him to a better preschool, then they would have, have to, to work, work more, more hours. Right. This has been a political wedge issue in Canada for a really long time, obviously. Like, my mom uh, has worked for the Ontario provincial government or in the past um, under Bill Davis, uh, and even back then it was an issue. People were really, like, on their radar in terms of if you're going to give people... Um, you know, public school, then, mm -hmm. you know, preschool is a great option because it also is a, well, we also talked about this, but it's a very feminist policy mm -hmm. in a lot of ways Definitely. because it allows women to, like, make the choice to go back to work earlier if they want to, and it allows, like, um, households to become dual-income households, like, more rapidly after children are born, so... Yeah. I support this budget initiative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, no, seriously. I, like, I think this is one of the biggest things that they announced. Uh, obviously, like the pharmacare thing, like that—that's including more 
parts of the population and the and the dental care thing um especially for those people that like work in um like um the job that i have it's like a contract job so uh like i don't have any coverage um well i i'm covered under my dad's insurance until next year so (laughs) 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 then i'm on my own uh so like stuff like that uh the pharmacare and the dental dental care stuff like even though um you know like i think uh, the dental care thing could, could be more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like that. That th- those are things that will like ultimately like really go a long way with people. Oh, um, absolutely. And I think if you look at the GTA, I mean, like seventy to eighty percent of people that live in the GTA alone are informally employed, mm-hmm. um, and so they don't receive benefits through their work. They're either part time or they work self employed or, yeah. or what have you. Um, so like introducing this kind of like pharmacare initiative, I think, is really important for those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, uh, pharmaceuticals can be quite cost prohibitive. Yeah. Same with dental care, as we talked about with wisdom teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. really shocking the amount of people that don't see the dentist. Like I've spoken yeah. to like a yeah. very big handful of people, even in the past couple of weeks, who've all admitted that they haven't been to the dentist in years. Because like it's something that it can be like very detrimental to your health as a or even life entirely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it shouldn't be so expensive, and it, there should be more help. It's funny yeah. the dental care thing. I I feel like you get a taste when you um when when you like hear about these dental care stories where people like you know like Molly she <laughs> got her wisdom teeth removed and then they were like that'll be fourteen hundred dollars and she was like what where will I get this money from? <laughs> they told me before the surgery they're like can you pay it I was like am I gonna die they're like probably I'm like yes then yes I guess <laughs> I know. You, you get a taste of like what it would be like to live in the states when Absolutely. stuff like that happens yeah. on of course like a much larger scale but like. Like, these people, like, and it's so funny, like, on American television, it's so normalized because that's just how, you know, they... And do you guys ever see that Shameless episode where, like, Frank cuts off his daughter's toes because she breaks her foot and they have to have her foot amputated? They're going to have to amputate her foot if they don't cut off these toes? Anyway, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that. Uh, cool. Cool. Well, anyway. Uh, no, but um, Eleanor grew up in Boston, so she yes. might be able to speak. Oh, yeah, we got a resident American on yeah. the call. <laughs> Dual citizen. Yeah. yeah. First time voting in a Canadian uh, Canadian election, right, yep. Eleanor? Yeah, first time. So talk about... Uh, talk about What's health? pharmacare like yeah. in the States? Yeah. Um, expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no Yeah, no one can afford anything. Like, pe- anytime they have to go to the doctor, get a surgery, or, like... But you have no choice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And people, like, yeah. It, yeah, so it's just this whole... Like, people in the States take Ubers to the hospital instead of calling an ambulance. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fucking yeah. crazy. That's awful. That's, yeah. I mean, you do have to pay for ambulances in yeah. Ontario. Yeah, that's true, but I imagine... But then you don't have to pay for ambulances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a lot less expensive, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that like, um, just like in the United States, um, the dental care and pharmacare, like, those disproportionately, um, like, affect people in, like, lower-income households, because, um, like, obviously, like, um, you Absolutely. know, yeah, yeah, obviously, like, if I ever had, like, a dental emergency, like, I couldn't afford it out of my own pocket, but, like, I could always go to, like, you know, my, like, my mom and dad, and, like, Mm -hmm. it would be fine, but, like, some people don't have that option, so, oh, most people don't have that option, sorry. Yeah, well, that was the reaction I had when I had to get my wisdom teeth removed. I I thought about how cost prohibitive it would be for, like, lower-income Ontarians, Mm -hmm. and just the notion that even in, like, an emergency scenario, like, that's part of the reason why so many people end up in the emergency room in mm-hmm. Ontario, um, is because, like, pharmacare and dental aren't covered, so mm-hmm. you have people that, like, 
don't go see a doctor, like, don't necessarily do their antibiotics, mm-hmm. and then they end up in emergency mm-hmm. <laughs> because... Mm-hmm. And like, that contributes to higher wait times, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's a yeah. Yeah. cycle. Yeah. yeah, which is a... I, I think that's a higher wait times. Like, that's a good segue to... Uh, well, I was going to say mental health is a good one, too, but you go first. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> hospital infrastructure and mental health care spending are also in this budget. So they've earmarked $19 billion over the next decade, though. So this is, again, assuming they're going to get reelected. Um, $19 billion for more hospital construction and renovation, including $2.4 billion for Toronto sick kids and $2 billion for Ottawa Hospital. And they've also announced $2 billion in mental health care funding, which will increase access to free psychotherapy, but not to who. They didn't specify that much. Hmm. Um, they're going to provide high schools with For everyone! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. How many people need psychotherapy? Yeah. Uh, but this is cool. They're also going to create... <laughs> A new fund we, we, to support. A bunch of us just put up our hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're also gonna su- they're also gonna create a new fund to support LGBTQ and other underserved communities' mental health in schools. Nice. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, wait, can you give your little bit about the guidance counselors? In- oh yeah, they're also putting um, they're hiring 180 new guidance counselors only for grades seven and eight. Because <laughs> <laughs> a tough time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say, I feel like those are two years that, like, a lot of, like, bullying in terms yeah. of sexuality really Absolutely. happens. Yeah. Like, I can remember, like, I feel like yeah. the only times in my life that I'd ever really been bullied because of that was in grade 7 and 8. Like, yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Yeah. It obviously depends where you go yeah. to high school. Like, I went to a very accepting high school, and they're not even all there, like though, that, even you there, know, but Even there, you got fucking call Iron yeah, shit. early on, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like those ages, those years are pivotal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no. We were, we were, uh, we were making a joke, but, like, we were actually, with a, we were very serious. Uh, like, I think, I think that would, could have really helped. I, I was, I didn't go to school for like most of my grade eight year. No, grade seven and eight were dark times. And some of the eighth graders are not going to like go out of their way outside of school to seek help, so it's better yeah. to put them in the schools. Yeah, and I feel like parents aren't necessarily always like, my eighth grader needs psychological help. Yeah, yeah. 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 two hundred dollars an hour to yeah. send yeah. to a stranger. Yeah. So. Um, I feel like um, this like kind of whole healthcare package because I feel like we can put dental care and pharmacare um, in with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously it's like generally a, a t- this is my two cents. <laughs> That's gener- it's generally great. Um, mm-hmm. Like I would be like a little bit critical about the dental care thing. Like why are you skipping on dental care? Like yeah. why can't why can't it just be why can't why can't you cover the cost of like wisdom teeth removal? Like, I was gonna say that because if you're or like cavities, a, if you're a household that has two kids in it, chances are pretty good that both of your kids are gonna have to have their wisdom teeth removed. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's twenty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that's worth it. Does that is no? It's not dental. That's, that's worth, worth the dental. Yeah. Well, it's cosmetic, right? So they yeah, won't cover it. Yeah, yeah. but still, though, like, it's like so my so fake tooth, that shit wasn't cheap. Oh my god, you used to do so much weird shit with that tooth. I love that that just got called out. Shout out to Paul's weird retainer tooth. <laughs> it used to pop out just to scare people. Oh, stop. I can't wait to tell people to skip to minute 19. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so I like, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, uh, generally, great package. Dental care, like, could be more. Uh, more thoughts on that? I think it should be, like, higher, especially if there are families. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. for sure. Like, if you're, like, oh, single income, then fine. Okay, maybe you get the 700 but you should get a certain amount per child. 
I yeah. think should just be for the family. Yeah, like, or, or like, yeah. Like, like, is it, so how is it, how is it divided? Is it like, is it $700 for like a family of two or is it, a, a well, year. same thing for like a, sam, a, a family of, of five? Well, for an individual, it's 400 bucks a person. Okay. But then an adult, an individual adult. Adult. Okay. And then if you're in a couple, it's $600 per couple. Okay. So your money goes down if you're together. And then for a family of four, it's $700. Which yeah. is divided. Yeah, among, okay. a among four people, many, and it's fifty dollars up to fifty dollars yeah. a child. Yeah, and so the cavities, cavity fillings, like I'm, I'm no, like they're more than fifty dollars. So oh yeah, and kids, and all kids, and all kids get is one hundred and sixty. Yeah, yeah, all kids get cavities. That's not even covering like basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds cool. Maybe they should just say they're providing assistance in terms of coverage for dental care rather than actually covering dental care. Yeah, the assistance. I would argue is welcome, but it's a bit disingenuous. Yeah, like, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. like, coming from a lower-income family, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. every dollar goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, w- when I read that, I definitely appreciate that, um, you know, and that it can go a long way, but it's definitely by no means, like, a comprehensive, uh, you know, package. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a little bit in response to the Andrea Horvath uh, dental care for everyone. Yeah, that's plan. <laughs> which like, which actually just like that, like that's a great tagline. It sounds so good. Yeah, like, dental yeah, care for everyone. Like mm-hmm. sweet. So I feel like this is like they're in a way like trying to resp- maybe not, but maybe they're trying to respond like to yeah. to that a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, speaking of lower income households, um, there was uh, something in there about welfare, right, Kate? Yeah, so basically um, the threshold for income that can be earned per month without affecting welfare payments is being doubled. So up until now it was 200 bucks a month was the additional income you could make and then you would get welfare. Now it's $400, which I didn't know the baseline for welfare before. Um, that seems really low That seems still. really low yeah. to me. Yeah. Wow. So wait, you, like, you have to... So make... you qualify for welfare if you make up until now or until they get reelected, you make 200 bucks a month, you, you can get welfare. If you make over 200 bucks a month, no welfare for you. What can you afford at $200 an hour? Yeah. That's yeah. like hard not to. Like, yeah. Not I, that I think that this is good, but I, like subsidized housing comes into play as well, right? Mm, so your housing costs and like your utilities are covered by the government at that point. So the welfare like is on top of that. Like I would assume. Obviously. Yeah, I think it's it's also for people who are on disability, maybe, and yeah, who aren't right, getting right. a regular income. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so now the liberals are proposing that they're going to double the minimum, so you can make up to $400 a month now and still qualify for welfare. Holy shit. Yeah. That's I think there's other stuff that comes into play. Like, the well, number of kids you have comes to play in pretty sure. Yeah. There's, I think there's other stuff. Uh, so... Um, maybe don't maybe we don't have to take this at like just like just four hundred dollars a month because there's mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. Uh, like if you have a dependent and there's all this stuff about the seniors claiming disability. Yeah, yeah, but th- like the broader takeaway is they're doubling the minimum. Yeah, that you can make still per month to afford welfare. Very, it's but yeah, it's crazy that, low. <laughs> I couldn't live on four hundred dollars a month. Oh my god. Oh, that. that that doesn't cover like half a month of rent in Toronto. No, no. not even. No, not even. Yeah, not even. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's freaky. Yeah. Um, oh, this is kind of funny. Uh huh. They're earmarking twenty million to support a low Earth um, orbit satellite, hmm. which would beam down internet 
from like above the earth. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Wait, I, I, tell me more. I support this. It's yeah. like an Elon Musk initiative. No, right? Yeah. No, right? Because yeah. so they're like, it? I don't know, they're buying or they're renting. I feel like a more, like a like a satellite would cost more than twenty million dollars yeah. for yeah. all of. No, okay. So Ontario it, gets it. Like, what is the? It's supposed to get internet to more like rural communities. So like northern Ontario, who don't have as much access. I guess they're just gonna like hover like a spaceship <laughs> over like Timmins. Like, just do I want to make it established that no one at this table knows how the internet works. <laughs> I want to make a I want to make a gif that's like that's like a like a, a satellite over the earth like over <laughs> the, like over like a landmark in Timmins <laughs> on our landmark in Moosini yeah. like just like oh my god Moosini good shout out Moosini <laughs> What else? Um, indigenous reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, $40 million over three years to increase funding for non for on-reserve childcare. And then they're getting a million dollars to help provide healthy food to remote communities. Can't argue with that. But, like, a million dollars really doesn't seem like that. Yeah, this that doesn't seem like, like a lot. There are a lot but, of rural, like, indigenous communities. Mm, like, yeah. a lot of them. Does any of that come from federal funding, though? Because I, I feel think, like... I think this is a complement to existing federal funding. Because I was going to okay. say, like, not that... I mean, I think that that's great um, and needed. Um, and I don't necessarily know what, like, the federal budget ascribes for that particular mm-hmm. issue. Um, but I do know that, like, I have friends that used to work in, like, the Indigenous and Northern Affairs at, at Queen's Park, and, like, their mandate is much considerably lower than what the federal government um, is responsible for. Mm-hmm. Right. Regard. Right. Yeah. Um, a uh, couple, like, huge, like, young people things um, are uh, one fair transit. So uh, people, I don't know when this comes into effect. Uh, did you, you didn't read anything about that, right? Okay. Um, so uh, not sure when this comes into effect, but the, uh, like, your Presto card is going to allow you to pay one fare to get from like Pickering to this is like mostly for the GTA obviously but from like Pickering to downtown Toronto so like right now if you live in like uh, Whitby you have to pay like five dollars to get downtown from Whitby to Union and then like three dollars to get from Union to wherever you are going in downtown Toronto um so like I'm not sure what the fare is going to be but it's going to be lower so that's going to make a huge difference for people that are uh, like the like so many people that are doing commuting um from the GTA uh, area every day, and then the other thing was um, um, was tuition uh, for people for households that make income under ninety thousand dollars a year. So this is already extended to people to households that make uh, fifty thousand dollars a year and less, and it's um, already helped hundreds of thousands of people, which is like really like it's f- freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, like I would prefer that like every all post-secondary education was like accessible to everyone but like that these are the people who need it most and um now it's now it's including more people so it's all households that make underneath ninety thousand dollars a year get free or um lower tuition uh, or or um or small amounts of tuition was the way it was put to me Mm -hmm. um thoughts on the tuition and the one fair 
wish so, the tuition oh, thing was around when I was in school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sister, yeah, yeah. Um, for the one fair, is there a way that we can like check what the rate would be? I don't think they have. Or the they haven't announced yeah. it yet. Yeah, I think okay. they have to work it out with the TTC. So, yeah, like, I'm just curious. So, was that like combining the Go Train and the TTC? Is that the idea yeah. behind yeah. that? Go that train it just it. like it becomes a combined fair. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, just amazing. think about like if you if you are paying that eight dollars um, like one way and then eight dollars another way every day. That's sixteen dollars a day times five or six times a week. Yeah. No, um, definitely. Yeah. No. It and if you're making is, like minimum wage, yeah. that's no, like it's a definitely lot. a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, like I've I've had coworkers that have commuted from the suburbs, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, yeah, there is like a huge financial pressure there. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. So mm-hmm. that's that sounds like an amazing initiative. Were you gonna say something? Well, I was just gonna say like I wanna ask the resident economist at the table about yeah. like where the money comes <laughs> from. He's so embarrassed. Sounds great, but yeah, like Yeah, because like I am curious about how like how that works. Like I like our go and the TTC both like provincial organizations like I, I guess like is, I guess like I always thought of yeah sorry go, go is provincial I thought it was I always thought it was the opposite I always thought that go was private and that, the, TV, and that the TTC was provincial yeah well because no, no, TTC works in Ottawa or, sorry, and not, Toronto yeah, not and provincial, but municipal. Yeah. And yeah, TTC, but like then I got your Presto card, like yeah, fucking it's like magic. you some y- it's magic, but like somehow you fucked up, like like <laughs> like honestly, like yeah. like can we just talk about how hard it is to load up your Presto card? <laughs> yeah, like, 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 just, like I'm like I don't understand why it takes 48 hours for me to load my Presto yeah. card. That's what? enough for me to just not pay for the TTC on the door. Yeah, yeah, I wish I would show you. Yeah, I um yeah, I don't know why I thought that Go Transit. Was you uh, know what? I don't actually have any real like facts. I did too. Yeah, no, I did too. I don't know why. I don't have any real facts, so uh, this will that's be, why I wanted this will be fact checked um, for TV. sure in our bio. Could this be a QA for later? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, um, I think w- did we miss the infrastructure thing? Uh, oh, yeah, it? yeah, they're gonna increase infrastructure spending. The most like interesting thing is that they're putting 11 billion towards a light rail train, yeah, which will be the first in Canada from Toronto to Windsor, right? Yeah, from Toronto to Windsor. Which will allow scoop up like Pearson, so mm-hmm. you can get on it to go to Pearson really quickly, mm-hmm. and it'll cut down transit to Southern Ontario a lot. Nice. Which um, and that's a big like um, like it's a big highway congester, um, like the travel to Southern Ontario. Uh, so so that that will um, that will be great. Yeah, and it's supposed to create jobs. Yeah. Oh, the sorry, the infrastructure thing. It's like it's an effort to create dro- jobs for the light rail, but then there's also a huge like there's new roads and stuff, and like there's a thing about. Northern Ontario, the Northern Ontario Heritage Fund, is that what you said? Yeah, they're getting more money to increase um, just general infrastructure spending, like civil engineering projects out there. Um, in more northern Ontario, but like this is not an uncommon thing for no, no, any no. government. No, it's like a, it's, it's just kind of like part of the budget. Yeah, um, guys, I did a Google. Okay, um, tell us the Google. Just that Go Transit. Sorry, <laughs> I'm still on this. Um, Go Transit merged with Metrolinx in 2009, so oh, they yeah. are both uh, regional public transit services, but they service like the Greater Toronto and Hamilton area. So like Go goes as far as. Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. so Orangeville, G-T-H-A? Beaverton. Yeah, GTHA. Exactly. But, yeah. but isn't it? But it's regional, so I don't know, like, 
Isn't it provincially subsidized, though? Well, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I just, I, for whatever reason, thought it was, like, a private transit service, but I was wrong. So I think it is partially private. I don't know. (laughs) I thought provincially it was just, like, highway roads. That was the only thing that they really had control over in terms of, like, transportation and stuff. And not, like, transportation companies were private, like... OC transport. Can someone help? <laughs> someone help us. <laughs> Somebody who's listening to this podcast. Please, please, please send us information on who the hell has anything to do with my Because I know the TTC's just gotten a bunch of money to build like a relief line where they got like six billion. Oh yeah. So John Tory is really excited about this budget because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of new transit spending um, for the GTA. Um, and he's like super, super excited about it. So um, it's it's good to see like the <laughs> Toronto stuff. Toronto well, getting man. behind that shit. Johnny Boy. Um, okay. I'd like to hear um, I'd like to hear um, final thoughts from each one of you, and um, uh, a, and like it can literally be that was dope or like <laughs> that sucked. I don't. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I want to hear your final thoughts and like uh, included in those if you think that there was anything missing. Um, for example, like Andrea Horvath was like criticizing the um, the budget because of the dental care thing, but also because she, there's no there's no housing. There's no like we have a big housing problem in the city of Toronto and the GTA, um, and like there's nothing in the budget to address that. Now, like the provincial government has already done a lot of housing stuff this year, inc- uh, including if you listen to our last episode, <laughs> you can learn more about this, um, including um, <clears throat> adding a provincial <coughs> excuse me <coughs> a foreign <laughs> buyer's tax of fifteen percent for people that are trying to buy um, housing or buy homes like that are from outside of Canada, mm. um, and then also um, extending rent control um, to houses that were built after 1991. So essentially that means that people can't be economically evicted from their homes, which, I don't know, I just think that's generally a good policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was nothing new in the budget, so that was something that Andrea Horvath was uh, criticizing. So uh, I'm going to start with Molly on my right. Um, uh, uh, thoughts? Uh, general thoughts? Anything you think is missing? Uh, general thoughts about the budget. Um, well, uh, I am a card-carrying progressive voter, so obviously agree with a lot of the provisions in the budget. I think they sound really good. Um, I think, like, expanding pharmacare um, and other kinds of provisions, like infrastructure, have a lot of, like, positive impacts for people who are of a lower income, so I think that's really fantastic. Um, running a deficit that high, obviously, like concerns me mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, they managed to balance the budget, which I feel like is not talked about very often. And yes. people constantly talk about how the Liberal government has run like year after year of deficits and like no one seems to like note that they actually ran a surplus last year. Mm-hmm. So people love to hate. Yeah, no for sure. Um and they've been in power for a long time. Um I think like on a politically cynical note, I think it's interesting that they've rolled out this budget. Um well, I mean, it's the time of year, but, like, they've rolled out a budget that is this ambitious right before the election, and I do think a lot of these things are really lofty promises that are probably, like, sort of last-dish efforts at getting votes. Um, and I'll be interested to see which ones they follow through on and which ones might slip through the cracks, although they have followed through and made good on a lot of province- promises that they've made in the past, and yeah. I acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think it's interesting that they they pledged things... Uh, for 2024 as well. I think that's, like, very ambitious, as you indicated. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, I think I'll start with the deficit as well. 
Um, I'm not like, I'm not against running a deficit, but it definitely does concern me to not like, I don't know, have more information on mm-hmm. how that will impact people's access to social services mm-hmm. um, over the next decade and, um, you know, how that could be potentially, you know, crippling or, yeah. um, you know, what the plan is for that to like reinvigorate the, the economy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely worrisome. Um, in terms of like the pharmacare, I mean, yeah, I think it's like, it's great that there's some assistance. Um, like you said, it seems like more of a job at the NDPs, mm-hmm. um, than an actual like effort to provide like comprehensive care to families. So that's kind of, you know, underwhelming in a way. Um, but I would say like the, the main highlights for me is like, uh, tuition yeah. being covered for like not even like lower income families, but just like middle. N- yeah. Like $90,000 yeah. a year. Like yeah. that, that covers a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Just like middle-class families mm-hmm. who like maybe have, you know, a few children. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, and it can be a huge financial burden for them to yeah. have to send all of them to school. Mm-hmm. I come from a big family, so oh, yeah. I can definitely, you know, relate <laughs> to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one thing I would also love to know is like what what that applies to. Because I know that like there were recently efforts for um, what institutions are covered by um, OSAP like became more extensive oh and so i don't know i would be curious to know like like what universities yeah like what colleges or universities oh, oh, tuition, oh yeah. yeah what the and tuition then, applies to yeah 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 like my yoga teacher training is like osap was like are you, OSAP. Yeah. Are you serious yeah oh, sure yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I would, I would be curious to know more about that, but I think that's great that it's just like, yeah, that it's like, just like, it not just for low income families, but just like for, for middle income families mm-hmm. who like want the best for their children, who like want their children to experience upward mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's really positive. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other point? that I wanted to make. Was it about childcare? Oh, yes, about childcare. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's great. I mean, like, I would love if it was not just 2.5 and over. Mm-hmm. Because, or like, like that, that seems, like, really narrow for me. If you're, like, I don't know, if you're a woman or you're a parent and you want to go back to work after being on maternity leave for a year, it seems like that still leaves, like, a, p- a pretty big gap there. A year where, is actually, or a year and a half is, like, a long time. Yeah, where, yeah. You're, where you're not covered or you have to be paying out of pocket or you have to, like, make a very tough decision to mm-hmm. put your career on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, again, that, is, always a, be that is, like, a little bit underwhelming. Uh-huh. But also, like, a, you know, a really, like, you know, positive, mm-hmm. um, you know, initiative. Um, you know, it could... When you're going from, like, nothing at all to, like, something, I mean, I guess it's, like... It's, it's positive, of course. Um, so, yeah, I think that's good and another highlight. Um, in terms of st- things that are missing, I think, like, the big question mark is probably on housing. Yeah. That seems, like, kind of an epidemic. I feel like every, yeah. time, every time, like, I go to a party and I talk to someone, it's, like, the first question is, like, what do you do? And the second question is, like, how much is your how rent? How much is your rent? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? And how do you pay for your rent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That like, random, so, that random, like, 
<laughs> your job, which is usually like a random like amalgamation of like shit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I combined seventy hours. So I don't know. I mean, like I just feel like that is on everybody's conscience that I meet in the city. Is like, yeah. yeah, like everybody, everybody, like even people who were like you know relatively like wealthy or like middle class or upper upper middle class, um, you know, like that that seems to to weigh on them what their their housing situation is whether or not they can afford to buy or rent and it just like it seems very precarious mm-hmm. for everybody except for like a very small slice of like elite yes and i feel like every time the budget comes out other people in Ontario, you can feel free to cut this out, but I'm just going to rant for a second. Other people in Ontario are like, why does Toronto get so much money? And why is Toronto... There's a lot of people here. Because there's a lot of people that live here, and they need resources. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that it's annoying that, like, we get more mm-hmm. of every tax dollar than, like, the rest of Ontario mm-hmm. does. But at the same yeah. time, like, we have you know the cost of living here is a lot higher and also like we need more access to services given how many people actually live yeah here. so there's that cost of yeah higher. and also one thing that i'm kind of digressing here but like <laughs> one thing that you mentioned tara that like we didn't really like fully elaborate on that i want to know more about is like did one of you say that there is going to be a tax on foreign buyers in toronto yes yeah it, it's it's already in effect okay. like when the wind government's already put that in so it's 15 percent mm-hmm. um and it's to discourage people from uh like outside of canada uh yeah. buying and when homes. did when did that take effect uh, april 2017 okay yeah mm-hmm. which interesting. is interesting which is yeah. okay. well yeah. i bought a home in 2018 or actually i guess it was 2017 yeah i couldn't really say that <laughs> but i like felt the impact or like the reverberation <laughs> but is, but is, is your uh is your boyfriend like a isn't he like a permanent resident or like a, yeah yeah so i think i don't i don't think that it's, it's, I think no, it's no, 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 but I just mean, like, the market seemed really hot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, like, competitive. Well, I think like, it still takes, I think it takes some time to, time. but also then there's, then, like, there's other, yeah. there's other forces at once. No, people no, already absolutely. own <laughs> the buildings, too. It's, like, you can't sure, yeah. my, I mean, they might not sell, regardless. Mm. If the tax only takes effect in April. Yeah, fair. Uh, Matt, what about you? Oh, um, I thought, like, overall pretty positive, lots of good stuff. Um, I bet. I guess like a big question is this has already been said. Like, will they actually follow through mm-hmm. on like these promises that they're making? Especially mm-hmm. given that they're promising to spend so much um, when the economy is actually doing pretty well mm-hmm. as it is, mm-hmm. um, which is generally not like the usual thing to do. Like, it makes more sense to spend when you're in more of a recession. So I just I'd be like I'm interested. Like, it's all great. I'm, like, skeptical as to how much they'll actually, like, hmm. go through with, like, fulfilling their promises. But mm-hmm. it would be, like, like a lot of things, like, a lot of great things. Um, like, the tuition, the dental care, like, all mm-hmm. really great. They have a lot of money to spend, which is, yeah. uh, which is yeah. like, an interesting... Like, you're right, but people mm-hmm. usually do a lot of more spending during a recession because mm-hmm. it's, like, needed to get mm-hmm. the econ- economy kickstarted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, what maybe, like... Uh, maybe there's a way that like all this spending will like make the economy grow even more, and they'll see the revenues come back in some sort of like yeah. tax payment. Like it'd be really yeah. nice to see. I just like skeptical. Yes. To see how much they're actually gonna follow through. Yes. There are a lot of really good like great things and great improvements for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much. Okay. Yeah. No. No. No problem at all. Eleanor. Um. Yeah. I was especially drawn to like the childcare and the tuition, just because mm-hmm. I think it's so important to support families and like children. Mm-hmm. Um. 
all, just being from the states, I feel like I like with the current administration, I have such a different perspective. Like everything, I'm like yes, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Of, like let's go. Yeah. So it's harder to like make criticisms. No, it, I I think it's like I think it's imp- so important to have that perspective because it's like we we actually like yeah it could be better. Yeah. But we're so lucky. Yeah. But it's refreshing to demand more from like your government. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And just to go back to what Molly was saying, like from what I've heard from people at school, like some criticisms of the Liberal Party was has been like the minimum wage raise was really good but they implemented it too fast and too close to the election and it hasn't been working as well as it could have if it was more thought out so i'm wondering if you mean slower yeah okay i'm not i don't know the details but Mm -hmm, i've just mm -hmm. heard that around Uh uh-huh so i wonder if that's applicable to some of these plans too Mm. okay cool Mm -hmm. thanks yeah going off that i would agree because the funny thing is that the Wynn government now is saying that they want to make Ontario more affordable for Ontario in Ontario we in Ontarians. <laughs> Ontarians. <laughs> oh my god, that was Ontarians. so cute. <laughs> but, um, but like the thing is, they've been in power for 13 years. Yeah. So if Ontario is unaffordable now, it's no one's fault but their own. Yeah. And because they have the they have had the power to do this for literally 13 years. Mm-hmm. So if this well, has been so well, Kathleen Wynne hasn't. Okay, but, sorry. But yeah, the Liberal but yes, Party, you're right. The Liberal Party been able to do this for such a long time yeah my only question is that yes it does seem pretty opportunistic but then again this does seem in line with kathleen Wynne's personal values of being more progressive but it just does seem i don't know like i don't think they can say that they're trying to make ontario more affordable if they haven't been following that same line of policy for the past couple years okay um that's a really important point. One thing I will say is that, um, and again, this may have been like an election thing, um, but there was like a big outrage last year around hydro prices, mm-hmm. and the government did hear that, and they subsidized hydro um, hydro people's hydro bills like considerably. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, and and with the rent control thing and the foreign buyers tax, like all of the and the minimum wage, like I think all of these things are like kind of slowly starting to pick away at that although I think to your point you know it could be too little too late Mm. so Tanya what do you think I mean I think I can echo what everyone said the biggest things that stand out (laughs) I think the biggest thing that stands out is the dental care but I also think that could it's one of the things that could be improved upon especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to larger families Mm -hmm. again with the tuition thing I wish that was around when I started (laughs) school because when I started school they started implementing that 30% um, subsidy or bursary, I yes, guess, for yeah. everyone. Yeah. But that only lasted up until your fourth year. After your fifth year, you're kind of on your own. So I think that would have been super beneficial for mm-hmm. me. A lot of people take five years to complete their school, too. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, another thing that you mentioned was that was missing was the housing. So I think for me, like, I had to move out of my place and I just, like, completely avoided trying to look for a place because I knew it was just going to be a shit show. Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those Toronto Life articles that's like, I'm moving back in with my parents because I can't afford to live in the city. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think I think housing is such a big, big issue in the city. It's the hot topic. Like even here on the streetcar, like oh yeah. Oh my god, there was like nine people bidding for this apartment or like all oh, my rents this much. So like it's pretty common, especially with people our age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Thanks. 
Jordan? Um, I don't think I have too much more to comment on, um, other than the fact that I think I'm, like, I'm definitely really happy that we're kind of living through this age of, like, really groundbreaking kind of changes, like, something yeah. like free pharmacare for people under 25, like, that's so unheard of, you know, like, that's so crazy, and it's really people who, are, like, are in high school and who, like, need these prescription drugs that might not have supported, like, parents that are around that can help to pay for things, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, just to have that option, like, you know, and I've already benefited from it, you know, I'm sure, like, most people sitting at this table have already benefited, yeah. benefited from it, you know, so it's something that actually will, like, foresee results, and then, you know, obviously it's upsetting that they can't do more for dental care, but I feel like it's also, like, significantly more expensive, obviously, and, like, it's not something that can happen overnight, but it's definitely a lot of steps in the right direction, and I'm just, like, excited to see what... It's going to happen and continue to evolve, especially as like more millennials are getting their teeth sunk into this more and more, and everything is like. Making the changes and actually yeah. maybe, like making things happen. So yeah, for sure. Um, I feel I feel good. I feel excited about the time we're about to live. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, sure. I do. I have one quick point to add to yours, which I think is so important about like pharmacare for young people too, is that like you look at people in high school whose parents might not necessarily be supportive of their lifestyle choices. And the fact that they don't have to go to their parents to ask them mm -hmm. for the kinds of resources mm -hmm. that they need, like birth control or prep or whatever it is, that they might actually like need in terms of... I think that's really definitely mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. huge. Yeah, just the other thing is that, going off what you said, it is so cool that we get to live and talk about this kind of thing. The scary thing is that in Ontario is that Doug Ford um, is way ahead Ugh. in the polls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yes, we're like pretty far out and polls don't mean anything. But like... He has a really wide margin right now. Yeah. And it's a scary thought that this whole debate might be kind of redundant. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is, like, no, one of the most pro progressive uh, budgets, if not the most progressive budget in North America yeah, right would, now. Yeah, and, uh, and, like, uh, I think, like, to your point, Jordan, like, we are very lucky to be living uh, here right now. So, and hopefully um, Ontario uh, in June continues to be the kind of place that um, it's like kind of shaping up to be. Mm -hmm. That's an endorsement from Tara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, but like, but, but honestly, like, I, I'm really interested to see what Andrea Horvath, Horvath comes out with in terms of spending on her, on her, like, oh, yeah, yeah. platform. Like, mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how this budget, like, informs her her plan so mm. we'll see i think uh that's a good note to end on so thanks for listening to our third episode um please uh follow us on twitter we're at undecided underscore pod and, uh, and on instagram i think we're oh i don't know i'll look it up on <laughs> i don't know what it is anyway uh well oh you're undecided podcast we're undecided podcast on instagram <laughs> god bless you molly um Please, um, if you have, if you liked the podcast, um, rate us and uh, write us a review on iTunes. That really helps spread the word. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you back here next week on Undecided. Hi. Bye. Bye. Okay, okay, wait. We forgot to shout out... Um, oh, Blue Apron? What? No, no, Blue Apron. We forgot to shout out um, our dear friends at uh, Do You Queer What I Queer podcast who gave us a shout out this week. Um, thanks, Elliot and Tom, uh, for doing that. Um, and if you guys aren't already subscribed to Do You Queer What I Queer, those are uh, two really friggin' awesome dudes doing really important stuff. Um, in the queer space. In the queer space. Um, they're highly entertaining and super honest and raw and they bring it every week and they're friggin' awesome.
So, uh, with that, I think we're going to do our... We're going to... Yeah. Thank you very much. It's great to be here tonight. You're pathetic. You're all pathetic. Sorry, that's just how the uh, monk here say hello.